hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Sufficiently Black. I am one of your hosts, Amari, here with Kia and Janae. You did, you yes. did well. You did I can well. never do that right. Yeah, it's really hard. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can't, we can't forget to mention, y'all, that we have a Discord. Please join us in the chats. Everyone is super funny. Um, we're also on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, so please mention us. Um, or don't, if you're saying something mean, don't mention us then. Um, so it's been a minute since we've all been together. Mm-hmm. What's new? What's new in everyone's lives? Um, well, as I was telling the gang, I got into a little scuffle on Tickety Talk. On Tickety Tockety, the app for the kids that I am now obsessed with, and I regularly comment on people's stuff if it speaks to my soul, which it's so funny because I feel like on Instagram, it's so vast and it's so big and it's been around for so long that if you comment on random people's stuff that you don't know, chances are you're not really going to get any reply or feedback. And TikTok, although it is just as vast as Instagram, TikTok is still a newer app where a lot of people interact with the things that you say. So spiels over. Basically, there's this male podcaster and I've seen a few of his videos and every video, I swear to God, he finds some way to open his butt cheeks and shit on black women. Like he, he finds some way to say something negative about black women. So another video, I think actually my brother sent me his video and he was talking about Jack Harlow and about how black women are fighting and scuffling over this white man and how this white man needs to be removed from everything. Like Jack Harlow needs to be deleted from existence. Y'all know how I feel about Jack Harlow. I mean, I've said it on this podcast before, I'm sure. And if not, I'll re-say it. I don't trust the white man. I don't trust him. I don't trust him as far as I can damn throw him. I don't really trust many white rappers. It just, I don't know, a little ick. However, this young man on TikTok, I commented. I said, I'm not mad at your take about Jack Harlow, but what I'm mad about is the fact that every time I see you on this app, you're saying something negative about black women. Go to sleep, wake up. (laughs) And this man made a video replying to my comment. (laughs) And in the video, he's basically saying like, he has a little following and he has a podcast and he's saying like, this comment really hurt me. I only date black women and that's why I'm talking about my experiences with black women. I don't date other races. My intention is not to down black women. It's just to share my experiences. And then he said to his followers, don't be rude to the girl who posts this comment because that's not my intention. But this this comment really got me heated. Um, And he was just like, you guys, do I really shit on black women? Like, let me know. I had a moment where I was like, should we like invite him on the podcast no. to have some type of discourse no. about this? No. It could what be what entertaining. Were the, what, what were the responses? Did yeah, people agree with you? Um, some people agreed with me and some people did not. Right. Most and of it's them funny. Men. 
yeah, it was a lot of men. And there were some women, too, that said I was reaching in what I said. They were like, she probably doesn't really listen to your podcast, which I don't. I just commented based on the three videos I've seen on TikTok back to back with him saying something negative about black women. And three um, is too much. Three's Honestly. a fucking lot. I'm sorry, but three's a lot. Three and back to back, like, and that's you're going to do is spread it out so it looks a little bit more. Yeah. It was like over the span of two weeks where I'm just going about my life, farting around on TikTok, and I see his ass saying something negative about black women, another negative thing about black women, another negative thing about black women. And then I see the Jack Harlow thing, and I'm like, every time I see this Negro on this app, he's saying something negative about black women. I'm confused. So some commenters were like, she's blowing it out of proportion. You're just talking from your experiences. And other people were like, nah, bro, I have seen you speak negatively about black women. Um, some people liked my comments. Um, some people didn't. I commented back to him basically saying like, I haven't listened to your podcast. So that's my bad. I'm talking from my experience of seeing you on this app three times now, speak negatively about black women. I appreciate you making a video to reflect and honestly ask people if you talk shit about black women that was a good response yeah of course i'm classy you are you a classy bitch i'm a classy bitch like what i might talk shit in the comments but i'm ready for a discourse okay that's what it's all about i'm not when when you said i went to sleep and i woke up and i saw the comments i'm like that's the one it's it's like the the post and sleep and wake up and unexpectedly find there's another off. there's another video that I commented on and it's like this one has almost 500 likes. Um there's a lot of discourse, y'all know, um heavy in the K-pop community, right? Knew it was coming. You knew it was coming. So in Korean, there's a word that sounds like the N-word. It's the word used for I or me. It's nega, which obviously sounds like the N-word. In K-pop and K-rap past, Koreans have fashioned the word to sound like the N-word while using it. So they could get away with using the N-word. So this dumb Korean comedian guy all over TikTok was making a joke about it. And then a Korean woman stitched it and was basically like, this is disgusting. This is despicable, blah, blah, blah. And I commented saying, like, I don't get how other races are basically mean to each other and use racial events as comedy against each other. Like, the issue is white supremacy. We should all be together here, not making jokes at each other's expense. And people are still liking it to this day, and I made the comment, like, a month ago. So. That's the good thing about TikTok, though, because you do get exposed to so many different, like, people, I feel like, around the world, honestly. And that can go both ways, good and bad. Very true. But that's what's new with me. I be in these TikTok streets. Um, Also, spring is here and Kia and I are dating. Amari's been (laughs) dating. Proud of you, Amari. She's in a stable, happy, healthy relationship. I'm telling everybody's business today. Yeah, damn, nigga. Like... (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, she ain't wrong. I, Go ahead, blast my shit. I'm in a loving relationship. She's about to a, move in with my boyfriend. Amari's so. in love.org. Uh, love.com. That's all you'll get from me. <laughs> I'm in love. That's She's it. She's in love. Anyway, 
What love does that mean, Janae? Spring. What is I, I said that in the last episode. I said spring and we're thriving. Spring has sprung. It's short king spring, too. everyone. It's short king spring. Not for you. Help no, out. Shut up. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not. But anyway, help out a short king near you and say yes to a date with any man under 5'10". Short king spring. Giddy up. Hell yeah. Giddy up. Remember, the average man is like 5'9". <laughs> is it 5'8"? Okay. 5'8", but yeah, you're right. 5'8", 5'8". Even wh- either way, people be shooting for them stars and you're like, that's exceptionally <laughs> not common. Except when you get the fucking stars multiple times and then God like hits you to reality. Like, nah, bitch. We're talking mad shit. It's nah, okay, bitch. 5'10 is still tall for you. <laughs> yeah, I want... I'm nah, so be shooting lower. <laughs> I'm so curious though because you you both are average height. To you, what is a short king? Because for um, me, obviously, I just said, for me, a short king is anything below 5'10". I agree with that. Anything below 5'10". Damn, Kia, you 5'2". No, I'm 5'4". And so when I wear... You're 5'4", Kia. I am 5'4". I am 5'4". I measured myself at Janae's fucking housewarming party, and I got, like, multiple witnesses. I am 5'4". Yeah, I know I haven't seen your ass in, like, a year and a half, but I swear I'd be... I am 5'4". Amari, Amari, five five. Amari, you have tall energy though. You come off as a strong five seven. Yeah, thank you. I need to record every time someone says that because I be quoting that, and people are like, "Who told you that dumbass shit?" And I was like, "No, "No." people tell me I have tall girl energy." You seem like a solid five seven to me. Thank you. I don't know how I'm supposed to take this. Does this mean I'm like five one? (laughs) (laughs) I did just call you five two. Kia, you're tiny. Kia, you got you. Kia, you got you. And I feel like, nah, but I feel like generally Q would be something like, I know she ain't tall, but I still wouldn't fuck with her. Like, you oh, know? thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> my dad I 100% always, agree. I wouldn't my try My dad always wonders why I haven't had to fight anyone. And I said, listen, my words, okay? That's all I got to say. Q will stab you with a word. I will. I will kill <laughs> you. Don't try for the, I be classy in these TikTok streets. I'm happy you don't comment in these TikTok streets. I see red. When I see someone disrespect me, I see red. And I feel like my only goal is to end your life. That's it. <laughs> Do I get there all the time? No, because I'm half saved. That's all. Okay. We've seen it before. We've... <laughs> I'm half saved. I'm not going to say I'm all the way saved because Jesus is still working on me. But I'm halfway there. Okay. <laughs> That's all we can ask for, really. Are we all all the way there? Are any of us saints? No. Nor, babes. Nor. Okay? (laughs) What is life? I don't know. Any other updates? (laughs) Nor, babes. Nor. (laughs) If you had to pick someone to fight, like, if you had to call someone to fight, who would it be? I would like people to think it's me, even though I'm, I am 5'4". Like, really someone to be, like, your you. backup? Like, oh, okay, fight for Yeah, me. just be, like, some girls talking mad shit in the club. Like, I got my girl. Oh, 101, my sister. My sister would, like, my sister one time when she was younger threw me against a wall. And I couldn't even be mad. I was just stunned. The violence. At the strength. The strength of her. And I was like, and I know she loved me. I'm like, she can do that to me. Someone she don't like, she would, she mess them up. I call, no, but I think, I do feel blessed because I feel like I have a lineup of people I would call. I do, and it yeah. would probably be my sister, you two, my friend Zari, uh, my friend Umalade, 
Chris. I don't, Mara, I don't think up. he would fight anyone in the club, though. So I'm calling him. I'm calling Janae. You're correct. You're correct. <laughs> oh, Mari, this bitch said you're correct. I know I you're correct. Like, I would like, bandage all up and like take take care of you medically. If I'm anything. not gonna lie, depending on the situation, like if you cause some shit, I'm not gonna lie. Like I'm not trying to get this face. Face is your base. I'm not trying to get this shit hit for nothing. No reason. I'm a, is what I'm saying. But I'm if, if a bitch is, is scrapping, I will get in there. I'm going to be real. The only one of my friends I'm calling is Alexis Henderson. I knew that it. That is the only no, one that's a, that's a who is truly about this life because the rest of y'all bitches ain't. The rest of y'all bitches will Are you doing your chest shit? up. No, I never do stupid shit. No, but it, no, if it really got down to it, I will get in there. I'm not even joking. I don't I know if I could hit a bitch, but I will boss up and act like I will. No, I no. You, I will puff. I will be right. like, "What the fuck is going on here?" Like, but that's I, enough I for you puff. because you're six foot. I'm five yeah, four, which enough. means I really have to actually go through with that shit. Yeah, and I will if I have I, to. <laughs> I do have to admit, the best thing in life was like seeing Alexis in action. <sighs> Can we I tell that like, story? Can we tell that yes. story? Because shout out to <laughs> Alexis. Story. Listen to Alexis on the show when we talk about what episode was it? Um, oh, the Great um, Migration. Yes. Yeah. Alexis Great migration. And shout out to her too. She be on um Beatigo. Bigo. <laughs> it's a, a streamer app. Oh my god. Where you can talk to people that you really like. She be cutting dogs' hair and streaming on Be Bigo. That shit takes me out every time I hear it. <laughs> I don't know why that takes you out. But anyway, the story, y'all. I love this story because it is really rare as a tall bitch that people stand up for me. Even verbally, it's very rare that people stand up for me. So I will always remember this very special moment. This was when the gang was together, lived in Brooklyn. We had a night out at Lot 45. Shout out to you. A good time in my life. And we were trying to get tacos. We were walking to trucks. And it was me, Amari, um, Alexis, Gina, and Rachel. Um, was anyone else there? I think it was just us. Kia, you I weren't there. Sorry, Kia. Yeah. Um, and there was this homeless woman on the street who was just screaming out the N word for Lord knows what reason, clearly trying to get like our attention and rouse us. But we were like, we're going to ignore it. So I'm working hard to ignore this woman. And we're just like walking by and I'm not even paying attention, but she like bum rushes me and Rachel and um, Alexis were like, what the fuck is going on? Rachel stepped in front of me. Alexis stepped in front of the homeless woman and told her to shut. She literally said, shut the fuck up and sit down. And the woman kept on going off. And Alexis literally said, sit down. And the woman, she calmed down and sat down. I felt like a damsel that night. I felt like the most delicate flower in need of so much defending. And I was defended and it was amazing. So it was honestly beautiful. It was beautiful. I, I, I'm ashamed to say I was watching from afar. My <laughs> ass was... <laughs> I just remember being on the far side of the, <laughs> the um, sidewalk. And that's... I'm a punk. I'm sorry. <laughs> What's new in black history, Kears? Okay, 
Hey guys, what's doing Black History? Um, I was feeling, you know, things about college, HBCUs, it's about to be graduation season, and I got some history for you. So May 6, 1967, 400 students seized the administration building at the HBCU Cheney, is it Cheney State or Cheney State? I should know this. Anyway, Cheney State College to demand changes in their curriculum that would ensure the presence of African in initiatives and experiences. These protests fooled students across the country to demand more relevant curriculum to help them better face and ever change the world. So basically, I was reading like in the 60s, like HBCUs still had the issue of like a lot of the academia being like white focus. So they decided to, you know, go in their own hands and like, you know, take control of shit. And then um, a year after this, at Northwestern University, black students were refused entry into the swimming pools, rejected from participating in the Greek activities, denied from on-campus housing, and they also experienced being in a space where blackface um, shows were acceptable and part of the campus culture. So um, on May 3rd, 1968, over 100 African-American students occupied the business office at Northwestern University and demanded black-oriented curriculum and campus reforms. The demonstration lasted for 38 hours, and the students' efforts successfully led to the May 4th Agreement, in which the university promised enhanced support for African-American students regarding admission, financial aid, housing, curriculum, and counseling. So I thought that was a little bit of interesting history on, you know, the college campuses. Like, damn, no wonder black people are so tired. Seriously, damn. Blackface oh on God. college? I'm gonna have to kill y'all. Consistently, consistently, like shiz. I was dealing with that stuff when I was in college too. Like, oh, okay. So let's talk about things they found on the internet, y'all. I've been talking to everyone who will listen to me about uh, the latest comedy special from Gerard Carmichael called Rathaniel. Um, I listened to this podcast religiously called Pop, Pop Culture Happy Hour, and they recently reviewed his special, and I just wanted to talk about it because it I don't even think classifying it as like a comedy special is accurate. It was probably one of the most intimate comedy specials I've seen, but I thought it was interesting is that like he was very, very transparent um, and very honest about like things that he's gone through in his life, and I feel like talking about like even a lot of scandal within his family. And I feel like what resonated with me, at least is like, I feel like amongst black people, like, I feel like it's common. Like you keep that shit in the house. Like if shit goes down, you keep that inside these walls and no one else needs to know. So I thought it was interesting seeing a black man talk about all these things and these, um, family issues. And then he also, I don't want to ruin the special. Um, but just got really personal. I thought it was, uh, I just kept on thinking about like old black folks at home watching this. And I was like, I just know so many of them are shutting this shit off right now because it's too real. Um, and I just wanted to to talk about it a little. Cause I think also the, the topic kind of goes into this episode of, um, you know, talking about like, um, black people being a little bit more socially conservative and like what that means. Um, so I just wanted to highlight also, if you haven't watched it and you have access to HBO max, Go watch the special. It's really good. Yay. I'm excited to watch. I haven't got a chance yet, but I already know it's going to be great because this show is so funny. And I did see him on SNL, so I'm really excited to watch it. Do you want to intro into a... Yes. Okay, y'all. <laughs> so, 
Um, as I mentioned, this episode is talking about just like conservatism within the black community. And I know when you hear conservatism, conservatism, you might think like politically, and we're not necessarily talking about politics. We're just talking about black people being a little bit more socially conservative. Like when we talk about issues of like gender and sexuality and, you know, when we talk about sexism and all this stuff. Um, so we just kind of wanted to delve into that, um, explore what it means to grow up in an environment and in a culture that is perceived as being exceptionally liberal, but is actually not in practice. Yeah. I think it's something that I like started to pick up on, like the older I got, because I feel like when you're younger, you kind of automatically assume that like everyone who is black is liberal. And like, you know, you, you especially around election time, you start to see more like stats and it's like, 98% of black women voted for Hillary Clinton and you know these stats are like you know it, it seems like black people are very linear in that aspect of like voting the same way or like having the same thoughts on issues but when you really step back and think about the culture like the history of a culture as a whole and you think about certain topics it's like actually black people are are, are relatively conservative in terms of like a couple of things um but I think it's just like interesting to think about that when everyone perceives us as as something and I think that's why there's so much shock value when you see like black people who speak up on like those things in the media and stuff like that like Candace Owens or Kanye West or anyone who has like an ounce of like more conservative and they have a platform it's I feel like they gain a lot more attention because of how people think black people are too I think I also was something like I didn't start to notice until I like had my own thoughts and like own <laughs> views about how I wanted to move through the world and like start to have conversations with a lot of the adults around me because I had just grown up like in a family that was like oh yeah we're all like very liberal in our thinking and all this stuff and then like the more as I've gotten older the more conversations I'm like oh like we're not yeah we're not there <laughs> I think I also like you both said as you get older and get your own thoughts you kind of realize and um see more I think my realization with it started with homophobia um and realizing that the black people around me were very conservative when it came to views around sexuality and just very very closed off and very the idea of you not wanting to be in a traditional heterosexual relationship was just kind of like well what's wrong with you what's wrong with that person, you know? And then it kind of spun out from there. And it is just the realization that a lot of this stuff stems from ideas from the church. And it's so funny because, you know, just being out in the world and getting to know more people and especially um, in dating and talking to people more, it's interesting how people cannot be religious, but still have those very, very socially conservative views that are based in religion. It's so interesting how someone can completely be like, nah, I don't go to church. Like my mama do, but I don't. And then you're talking more and they're like homophobic, sexist, gender roles. And you're just like, you don't go to church, but you damn sure do sound like it. Um, and not to say everyone in church is like that, but many are. So, 
I think it's um, interesting because, like, in the Roth Daniel special, he he does um, he comes out as he reveals that he's gay, and um, that like his mom has like obviously he's been he's had mixed reviews from his family and friends in his coming out process and his mom is having a really really hard time on it and his mom is really big in church and all this stuff and she her her reasoning to him for not being able to fully accept it is that she can't go against god and i find it so interesting that like I don't like your own son. Like you're, you're saying you can't even accept your own son because of this entity or whatever that tells supposedly tells you that you're supposed to have specific views on things. But um, also I'm, I'm like confused because like, I feel like people simultaneously say like you're supposed to be accepting when you're religious and all this stuff, but like it's consistently used across history to like oppress people and not accept people and And not accept people. This is why I don't like religion. I love God, me and the J man, me and the G man. We got some relationship. We got our own thing working right now. However, when you put humans in the mix, that's when, stuff gets weird you have this old ass book filled of fables that has been translated and dissected and distorted for personal gain for thousands of damn years and I'm supposed to sit here and believe that there is a whole group of people that has this challenge that they need to overcome that and the Bible is white and man man written. That's why there's a lot of exactly. Sexist stuff. That's and, why and, they use the Bible to literally justify slavery. And there are so many scholars and people that say that that translation that like you shouldn't sleep with. Um, I I don't know what the exact translation is. But, but it's, the, it's funny because they pick and choose what in the Bible yeah. like you can do, and it's always people who are like. Are y'all fucking before marriage? Because I know most of you are. But that's never like, that's never. Exactly. <laughs> and it literally says, if, if we're going to quote the Bible here, right? It says two things. No sin is, is like above the other. Like sin is all sin. It's all on the same level. And then it also says something to the effect of you're not God. Therefore, don't judge other people. Like. So if homosexuality is really a sin, which I really, really, really deeply don't think it is, it ain't none of your business any damn way. There you go. So you better be perfect if you preach to me about because we shit. all sin in any damn way. It just mm. it just doesn't make any sense. Humans really ruined it. We really fumbled the bag when it came to Jesus and God. <laughs> I think that's what got me confused about like from the special because he also was talking about how like he starts it off by talking about the infidelity in his family and like um his mom chose to say with his dad and i'm like but how she be saying that he's going against god but isn't one of the like the sins is like that like you should thou should not commit adultery so, so like, your are- husband went about against god but you still accepted and forgave him but your own child you can't because of who he chooses to sleep with yeah i don't it, the math is not mathing here also i just want to say because i'm i'm having I had a conversation with someone today and she used religion for all this stupid shit. But I just feel like if, if y'all are having children, it always just seems like the wrong people are having children, which is why this world is fucked up. But if y'all are having children and you got to think to yourself, if my kid is gay, will I still love them? If that is even a question in your mind, let me do you a favor. Don't have kids. Go ahead and 
let's go ahead and think of another alternative because y'all be bringing kids into the world and y'all be not prepared to love them and and you could literally go through labor for like 14 hours push this baby out and see the the beautiful life creation and still hate them because of what society or the bible thinks that's weird i think it's so selfish i think you have this idea of what you wanted for your kid and it didn't pan out and now you're upset because you had an idea of what you thought your kid should be and then they end up as something that you didn't expect and you can't stand it. It's so selfish. And usually it's based off of how you are, you know? Like you wanted your kid to be you or Or how of you. Society will perceive your kid I feel like it's really about like how society or the community will perceive them because I think like the mom for like Gerard Kai Michael probably is like I'm going to the church. What are people in the church gonna say? Like all this excess stuff, which shouldn't matter, but you know we are humans. I feel like it's human nature to want to be, like fit in, and I feel like it all comes down to that. And a lot of it is like the church being used um, as a way to to kind of justify being like conservative in certain ways and i think i think it's okay to if you really do have certain views but like if it's rooted in hatred that's where it's like i don't know if that can be justified yeah i agree yeah i don't know like i i mean i don't know how y'all felt like growing up or whatever but i think like even if i didn't have language for it or where i was like there are definitely restrictions around like who you could be or like what you could do and i feel like that also comes into like i mean there are a lot of layers with it i feel like sometimes parents is just like trying to protect you like the world ain't safe for black kids as we know so i think there's a lot of like restriction in that but i definitely wouldn't feel like i was free to fully explore myself as like (laughs) a human because I think people make it very clear early on what they believe is right, what they believe is wrong. And like, you're supposed to function within those boundaries. Um, so I just think it's, I don't know. I think it's just very, um, interesting. I'm digesting what you said. I'm mm -hmm. digesting because I do agree that it definitely, And I don't know if this relates to being socially conservative, but it feels like it does. This idea that you don't want to do anything that will kind of stray away from what our image is supposed to be as a family or as a black people. Kind of like if we want to bring up the conversation about, I know this has been beaten to death, but Will Smith slapping um, Chris Rock. A lot of the discourse about that was, you know, black people business should stay within black people business. You don't want white people to see you cutting up because then white people are going to think less. And I could be reaching, but that feels like a conservative view for me, too. That feels like like a black conservative view of we need to be prim and proper because we don't want people to think less of us we need to be a strong cohesive unit yeah i mean i think and i think also i I think that's also like a protection thing right Mm -hmm. you know like because like it's not safe to present that in front of white people because then that will be used against you yeah um and so like i guess i would like i would be conservative (laughs) conservative in that way in that like damn like why y'all gotta do that like (laughs) at the 
Oscars in front of all these white people to them just like just so th- it just like feels like it gives them power yeah and like see like this is how black people are like this is how they be acting or whatever and i agree with that and in the same breath i say fuck them because they're gonna find a way to think they're gonna feel that way regardless so it doesn't yeah. really matter if you were you if you were brown shoes to the oscar they're probably like look exactly like black people anywhere there's still gonna be a white this. woman crying about how you stepping on her toe triggered her yeah. And you're an animal because of it. Like, it's so. Exactly. So it's kind of like, does it really matter? I don't know. It's just a thought. I don't know if that's no, I think necessarily you're right. conservative, but it feels very conservative. I think it's all tied to it, honestly. Mm-hmm. And if we want to talk about other things that, you know, that we've seen that the, the community is more socially conservative. And I think the main point is, is like, if we do kind of address it, like, black people aren't a monolith black people do have you know some thinking that maybe we can even like you know shift or adjust for the better of the community because i feel like some things that are more conservative like we have on this list like gender roles and sexual sexuality you know that affects these things affect the whole community or sexism transphobia homophobia these these are things that all affect the black community because black people do have gay people in it there are trans people in it. There are women in it. These things all make up the community. And I feel like oftentimes a lot of the, the men, because they have the power or a one up above all those people in the community, they kind of think if you're if you're fighting for black LGBT, then you're not fighting for black people when it's like that's the opposite. You know, we're not free until we're all free. And I feel like black men have a hard time. I, I don't know why you guys do, but it seems like you do have a hard time digesting that. I um, think I know. I've done a lot of thinking about this. I think that it's really, really hard for black men to kind of get perspective on how they can abuse their power when they are still a part of a marginalized group. I think they have, and it's the same as white women, black men, white women, or men from different racial groups and white women have the same thing where they have one foot in a marginalized group and one foot in a privileged group. So often they're kind of like, well, how can I mistreat someone when I lack privilege in this way? And they're not recognizing the fact that you do lack privilege in a lot of ways. And I think, for example, black women or brown women in general because we are not a part of any privileged group or we are a part of privileged groups but our privilege is so minuscule in comparison we are used to examining these things and thinking about these things a little bit more and moving in a world where we don't have that privilege so it's a little easier for us to say "Eh, maybe that comment was geared toward heterosexism or maybe that was a bit ableist of me I feel like we're a little bit more used to being reflective whereas black men white women for example they're not as used to it I think you're right but I think it's just funny because I feel like with both of those groups it's like black men can complain about how like white men are terrible or white supremacy is bad or white women can complain about how black men are bad but it's just like and turn so, around and oppress yeah, other people yeah, exactly. with sexism like, and racism. It's like you guys can see it one way, but like God forbid you you know flip the switch just a little, and you're like, what? 
I could never be the issue. It's like, what the fuck? I don't know. I just think it's weirdo behavior. Maybe I can't relate because I literally don't have that privilege of being a man or a white person. I have a thought, but it's like not, it's like related, but not, not really related. Spit it out, sweetie. Okay. I was just thinking because I think it's, you know, that like, I, I really, this saying is very triggering for me. I think probably just like for any child who's like grew up with like the whole, like, do as I say, not as, do as I say, not as I do or whatever. And I think there's like an interesting thing around like con- when we talk about socially conservative, I think I want to talk about marriage and children out of wedlock and like the way in which this is shifting in society. And I think how a lot of I don't know what, at least in the black people I've been around, have a really hard time imagining like I remember there was one point when I was really talking. I was like, if I do not find a man because it is looking bleak out here. I'm not going to let me not finding a romantic partner dictate whether I can have a child or not when I'm fully able to have a child and not be in a romantic partner. And that used to flip people out. People used to get so mad at me because I was like, oh, you're choosing to like, you would raise a child on your own, even though you know X, Y, and Z about like children need dads and what, whatever, all this foolishness. All oh this foolishness. God. Or like, um, like, like, you know, like God forbid you have a child out of wedlock, but it's like, how do y'all think we got here? Like some, that's, not everyone that's here really is married. Interesting. Yeah, that's really interesting because I do feel like now that you you make that point, that is very like, oh, it's not even marriage. I feel like in the community, I feel like it's more like, oh, you know, two parent household is the end all be all, and it's like a lot of y'all have two parents that don't like you. <laughs> a lot of you have two parents that aren't there. A lot of you got two parents, and the daddy is is fucking someone else on the side. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, that's a wild statement to be like, this parent has one loving mother who decided to raise this child on their own. I don't think it's necessary for children to have two parents of both genders. I don't. I don't see, is there a stat that you guys can prove that? I just feel like a lot of people are talking that they're asshole that are saying that you need two parents (laughs) of the same gender. I, I do, though, because I feel like, I just feel like that's not the case. I feel like if you have two parents and you have a community, or if you have one parent in a community, that's more important than two parents of the same gender. Yeah. I do think that it is ideal to go from the saying of it takes a village to raise a child. Like, I really do think so. Kids are draining and a lot, and having multiple perspectives is probably the best way to go. I've never raised a child, so I don't know. But with that being said, I know so many people that were raised by single moms or virtually were. Maybe both of their parents were there, but one of them was completely mentally and emotionally absent. So, and they still turned out to be amazing people. And I think the village should be emphasized more because I think about my one friend who doesn't have a lot of friends. Mm -hmm. She just has her and her husband and her husband's like psycho family. But it's like, is that child better off because they have two parents that have this really, like, conservative way of thinking? But you chose to, like, not have your your child in a village because you chose to be a dickhead and not have any friends. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like, why don't you focus on, you know, your friendships and have that community for your children? Instead, you kind of just thought the marriage, two-parent household was the way to go. And um, I don't think parents... Children can't get everything they need from two parents. 
it's kind of the similar, like, you can't get everything you need from your romantic partner. Mm-hmm. Your romantic partner can't be, you know, all these things, which is why you do have friendships. It's why you do have families. That's why you constantly maintain other relationships outside of a romantic relationship. And I think if we focus on that more, our community wouldn't be so focused on, like, two-parent households. Like, I feel like they think, like, being a single mom is, like, the worst fucking, you know, thing you could do to mankind. <laughs> it's like, like, <laughs> I don't understand how you got there, but yeah. it's common. Hey, guys, it's your girl, Kia, and I'm telling you about a new podcast called Get It Together. So this podcast is started by Megan and Greg Harris, who actually met on Tinder. They became best friends and fell in love and created the podcast called Get It Together, building a life that promotes healthy love, faith, and success together is their mantra. Get It Together was born to provide black love, entertainment, relationship advice, and to discuss taboo topics with hopes to grow healthy life partnerships and families. So what can you expect when you listen to the show and you're tuning in? They dive into conversations about how to create honest love, maintain intimacy, and how to work together to survive all the trials and triumphs of life as a young, newly married millennial couple. Core topics involve how to navigate online dating, how they manage to swipe right into their blessing, the ugly truths about living together, and being broke and struggling to work together. You can find Get It Together where together is spelled T-W-O-G-E-T-H-E-R on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Our next partner has a product that's great for improving gut health, increasing energy, and helping optimize the immune system. If you take pills or vitamins and want a supplement that actually tastes good, Athletic Greens may be for you. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. Take it easy. Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash emerging. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash emerging to take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Do we think going on the baby and parent train, what do you guys think about abortion in our community? Because to be frank with you, most of the people that I've talked to, the black people I've talked to about abortion are very pro-choice. I mean, they don't necessarily like it, but they're like pro-choice, you know? I think it depends on the age and the place because I assume that my family, I don't know why, I guess I assume my family would think like the me, which we all know growing up, you know, as you get older, that's not the case. Uh, but I remember I was on Facebook and my family from North Carolina was like talking about how like Planned Parenthood is the devil and all this stuff. And I was generally shocked because I was like, you know, you just think my family thinks like me. But you're like, oh, they're from the South. They're older. Like they clearly have different, you know, views. Yeah. Um, so I'm not sure because I feel like I feel like the younger people, maybe Northeast, think like abortion's OK. But I don't know if it would be the same if you go down South. You're right. That's a good point. I guess I'm just basing this off of the 
black people that I've talked to where in some of the older, more conservative, more socially conservative black people I've talked to, and they've all been like, you know, I don't love it, but ultimately it's the woman's choice. And I'm like, right answer. Ding, ding, ding. Ding Ding-a-ling, damn ding. Oh, that was a good answer. Yeah, I haven't actually had conversations with, honestly, many black people about abortion. Like I, really, I guess it's an odd topic to come. It's an odd topic to be I, like, let's talk about killing babies today. <laughs> like it's, it's quite an odd. That was a bit crass. I apologize. But that was hilarious. It's a bit. It's it's an odd topic to to bring up. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think I've always just been like, I know what I would do in general situations, and I really just like don't consider anyone else in those so it's like i've never thought about like you know like what are your opinions on this because like yeah if, I a, don't if i'm in a situation i really don't care I and don't. i'm just gonna I do what you. i'm gonna do so i <laughs> i've never it's actually i've never thought about it before this like i've talked to my girlfriends and like my friends about this um because everyone but everyone goes through shit you know everyone yeah you know you have a peer a moment where you're like but I think that's actually a good point because it's like if people would consider abortion, if you could, um, I don't know. I kind of think it's better to like abort a child that you know, like why would you and the child be struggling for the rest of your lives? Why would I want to bring like a child into this world knowing like they were, they're going to have to struggle because I can't. I don't think it's as like a terrible option as people think. I think people think like I can never kill my child, but it's the alternative to bring a child in like maybe an abusive like you know, marriage. I don't know if that's a better situation. I think everything is just situational. And I think the problem with people in general is people care a little bit too much about shit that does not matter to them. That is not their business. That does not have anything to do with them. Why y'all care so much about what other people are doing with their lives. I really think that's my issue. And I'm confused though. I'm really confused because y'all not be caring about a lot of people in your personal lives, Period. but seem to care a lot about people that you do not know. Um, that's true too. So I, I guess I'm just like really. I'm like it's just, and maybe this is a selfish point. People like it just takes so much energy, y'all. Like I, I, I really am amazed by people who seem to care so much about what other people are doing in their lives that has nothing to do with them. Yeah, I, I don't know. You said that so well. Um, another, another big point with black conservatism. I see is gender roles and this one seems to just be I don't know I I feel like the sexes are battling right now I don't know if anyone else feels like that but it just feels like there's a lot of discourse have they never not been I feel like <laughs> it's right. at, I feel like it's at a peak though I think you're I right I feel like it's at a peak it really it's always does... at a peak when someone's about to lose some type of power Ooh. yeah Ooh. um it really feels like discourse now is a lot, not all black men. I really think that we are being pushed a lot of messages from ignorant and stupid black men to divide our community. It's crazy how I'll be on the internet and see a black man say something absolutely ridiculous and then talk to the black men I know and they're like, that was absolutely ridiculous. Why would he say that? Black men don't think that way. So I do think that these are the powers that be trying to divide us. However, I have had other conversations with black men in the flesh and they've said some dumb shit about gender roles. So like black women should submit 
or you want a woman that will submit or you don't want a woman who's too strong or, you know, we've been raised to be strong for generations now and now we're too strong. I don't get it. I don't understand. Yeah, it's like you can't be too independent. You can't make more money, but you can't be a gold digger. It's like, well, what do you want me to do? Literally your entire <laughs> life. Like if you grew up in the 90s, if you were born in the 90s, you grew up in the 90s. Everyone and their mom was telling you to be independent. It was like a trend. It was trendy. Remember they Neil saw made that how song? fucked up they were. Exactly. They saw how fucked up it was to rely on exactly. someone for money. You remember Neo had that song, Miss Independent. Mm-hmm. Bitches was screaming that shit. Love love and now they're like, you're too independent. That's why exactly. I don't love you. That's why I I've choose white women. <laughs> I've literally been told my entire life to have goals and dreams and ambition and to go after that and to carve my own way and to be a boss and to fight for what I want. And the and same I'm people turn around that. and say, why are you single? The yep. same people, <laughs> same people turn around and say, black women are too independent and men want someone who will submit to them and you can't lead. And, and your standards are too high. And my standards it's crazy are of too you high. to want him to make more money and all this shit. What? Okay. It's like every force in my entire life has been telling me to get to where I am. And now I'm where I'm at, am where it's I'm at. It's because they didn't focus on telling men the same messages. You're they focused so on mean. men saying, get pussy. That was the message y'all gave them. Yeah. <laughs> was it. It, was, it was get pussy and boys will be boys. Yeah. Mm, but y'all didn't tell message. them. Y'all didn't tell them to stuff up your cookies now. Y'all didn't tell them that we were going to out like out. I'll get more money than you. Get more degrees than you. you y'all just wanted to stay the same, and we coasted. And this, the stuff that we're saying is facts. Like this is actually documented. Yeah, y'all can proof. look that shit up. You could look it up. The 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 education and wage gap between the genders. That shit is, is spiking. The shit is shifting like the damn uh, the damn ice caps. Y'all need to it's, y'all need to step up your game. Really I just remember <laughs> I remember I was talking to someone at one point and we were talking about like kids or whatever. And he was like, Yeah, I'd like, you know, every once in a while change a diaper or something like oh! if I had to if I had to. And I was like, So who's gonna do it the rest of the time? Why are y'all fucking using niggas? I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean we stopped talking for clear reasons, but it but was someone's really... fucking him. <laughs> probably some pick um, me anyway continue and and he said that and i really just like i was like what and i told someone about that conversation they're like well amari like why would he like why would he know how to change a diaper like why would he know how to like like you know like hold a baby or properly or whatever it's like, never too would... late to learn negro yeah because and i was like wait baby no, but, and I and then like, why would he need? Like, I guess they were saying like, their his experience with children in general would probably be minimal. And I'm like, well, why would you assume that his experience with kids would be more min- like it should be more minimal than to my experience? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you know? don't have kids. Fuck, how are you supposed to know? Right. And I'm like, I'm like, well, damn. And then I and then I started to think back like how I spent a lot of my like middle school, junior high, high school age babysitting babies. Uh... I'm like. Mm. And then why were all the people in these babysitting classes predominantly women? women? Well, I don't have experience. So I'm they got you, you young, Amari. They did. I'm going to look at you looking at the baby. Because the fuck, I don't have experience either. So now who's going to take care of this baby? And I'm petty. 
I'm gonna make you do it. <laughs> Y'all not both you, just gonna be staring at each other. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. I'm a win. The least you could do is change a diaper after you push out the baby. Like seriously. See? Okay. I actually recently had this experience. I was. You pushed out flying- a baby. No, I did not. <laughs> I was flying back from LA, and I had the very unfortunate displeasure of sitting next to a family. So three seats on each side. It was me at the window seat, um, the mom, and then one of her young kids. Both of the kids were under seven, and one of her kids, and then the younger kid who's like two and the husband right tell me why I was getting so frustrated because the mom is trying to entertain the kids the kids are asking her questions the flight was delayed so they're just like bored and asking her questions she's trying to entertain them the husband is asleep and this woman is juggling like so much and at one point I could see out the corner of my eye of her just like her kid like when are we going to get there? When are we going to get there? When are we going to get there? And her just trying her best to just like breathe and get a second to herself confined on this plane for five and a half hours. And her husband's just knocked out. And I'm just like, that made me like, I cannot do that. I'd sooner rather be alone than but you be are in a relationship. You are alone at that. Like, you, I feel like are. she's alone at that. What's the difference if he's there or not? Like, at that point, you're just, like, an extra thing taking up oxygen in my, yeah. in my air. And it feels like when people talk about these traditional gender roles, it all falls on the woman to do the brunt of the work. While the man just gets to kind of coast. All he's expected to do is make money. That's it. All he's expected to do is make money and protect. But that shit is weird because... In 2022, the majority of women work and make just as much money, if not more money, than their partners and protect the fuck you need to protect for. We can get a security system. I feel like that's why the war is starting because they realize like the, the, the money is not enough. Yeah, like, the mo- money is not enough anymore. Because I can make the money. I live alone. I can make them. That's not an issue. Yeah. And I'm hopefully don't have to. And if I do have to protect myself, it's because men. It's not because women. So yeah. it's like y'all are y'all are the issue. So I feel like that's probably why because they're just like, oh, well, we need to bring something more to the table. And we actually cannot, you know, we can't change a diaper. So can't bring that to the table. It's like and I feel like our generation is the ones that probably aren't going to deal with that. Like mm-hmm. just marrying someone who's going to sleep on the plane like that's just not going to fly. Yeah. And so I feel no. like the, the men are like, oh, shit, it works for my mom. Why isn't it working for them? Nah, I'll wake your ass up. Take yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I got the wrong one. Hold this baby. There were so many times I wanted to get involved and look at him and say, wake the fuck up. Yeah. Wake up. Take your son. And I'm like, I'm not. Stand up. I'm not even involved in this relationship. Yeah, I am exhausted for her. I am so exhausted for her. And I understand that men have been socialized. Amari, you was going to say something. You have something on your mind. You guess. No. It was just going to make me even more angry about, like, because then going back to the conservative part is, like, people still are aware of this Mm -hmm. and then want to get mad at you for having this, like, these views about marriage or something. Like, you 
yourself have been in a relationship where you've carried all the weight, you've done all this stuff, you've been in these gender roles, and then you get mad at people for saying they don't want it. But why would someone look at that and say, I want to experience that? I want to experience a partlessness, like a part, a partnerless marriage. Yeah. That makes no sense. And I think it's just like this, just this traditional, like, it's like at all costs, it doesn't matter. Like, as long as there are two people married, X, Y, and Z, like, that's how it has to be. And I'm just like, I'm not willing to sacrifice my sanity Mm -hmm. and my personal pleasure and all this stuff to be in, uh, a binding situation that does not function the way I want it to or the way yeah. that it should. Um, and it really is confusing to me. And then I also think it, it like, maybe it's, maybe it's just denial too. Cause I feel like there's a lot of people who like, um, don't want to admit that their situation could influence someone that much that they wouldn't want to be married, you know? Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm, that makes sense. I think that makes sense. 100%. Um, do we want to read some stats before we go into the shits? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do um, it. Okay, we can need to read a couple. I'll just pick some. Um, I was doing some research and I was looking at the Pew Research Study um, and I saw that 25% of black Democrats identify as conservative and 43% as moderate, which 43% is a pretty high number considering like, you know, the voting outcomes and that 25 Democrats still identify as conservative. So I think Amari made this point earlier that people are so conservative, even though if they vote democratic. Um, and then we have, while, well, you know, there are, are black people with conservative views, they still don't identify as a Republican is a big thing. Um, sorry, I'm trying to see which ones I, I put because I don't want to read someone else's. Oh, I have that there's this black Republicans are growing in numbers. Um, there was a quote that said, I think African-Americans are starting to see a change and are, are starting to want to see a change in their own community. Um, this is something that the Democrat Party has been telling them but not delivering. And black, they think that black conservatives just lay out the issue going on in the communities and that they're trying ways to fix them. Um, and that black conservative support is actually predicted to rise in 2024. Um, however, some people believe that, um, you know, that black people voting Republican won't actually happen anytime soon still. Do we think black conservatism will rise or go down, actually? Um, I think it'll go down. Like the views? Honestly. Yeah, I think, I don't know. I just think the way that the world is changing, the way things are trending, I think there will always be black socially conservative people. I really do. But I think people's minds will change as time goes on. I think it'll take longer, though, than I think some, I think it'll end up taking longer just because Mm -hmm. I think, I think in general, we tend to like associate young like youth with being more liberal and i think we forget that like mindsets are also passed down from generation to generation um and i think in talking to some people my age too i think that's when i'm like oh we are not on the same plane like Hmm. it's like it i like i I was like maybe it's not my generation maybe it's like the ones below me that i don't really talk to that's valid Um, that's valid yeah because i i think sometimes i'm just like 
oh, okay. Like, this is different. So I don't know. I think it'll just take time. I think it'll take take time, and I think it'll, unfortunately, I think it'll, I think it'll take, I think it'll take black men a very, uh, a longer time than everybody else. Yo, I think that, community. I think that being in one privileged group and one marginalized group is a, a tough thing to, to, it's, I think it's tough. I think it's really tough. And I think they struggling. But anyway, should we go to the shits? Okay. One listener wrote in saying, how early is it to take a vacation? Is it a red flag if someone wants to take a trip with you before you are in a committed relationship? Ooh, I... Okay, so personally, this is hard, actually. My immediate answer is yes, that it is a red flag. Um, I think a relationship kind of like this kind of burns really quickly and really brightly. And I think that it's, If it's really early, if you guys have only been seeing each other for a few weeks or a month too soon. And I also think that if you guys haven't had a conversation about being in a relationship together, then it's too soon. I think if you guys are kind of on that cusp and you guys have been seeing each other for a few months, that's a little different. You might just be asked to be someone's bae on the vacation, you know? Um, but if you guys haven't been seeing each other for, that was clever, wasn't it? If you guys haven't been seeing each other for that long, I think this is a red flag and you're going to end up dusty and crying and looking like Taylor Swift at the, during the, I knew you were trouble when you walked in music video at the end of this. We've all been there. It's okay. But a reference, I mean, I think. I also wouldn't be too quick to jump out of vacation. I mean, maybe it's a great experiment slash test because I feel like going on vacation with people is like, can be very revealing. Like some people are like, oh yeah, I fucks with internationally here at home, whatever. Like we, we can travel well together. And then I think there's like sometimes unexpected friction. It really just depends. Um, but I can't even talk about going on vacation with someone that's not your bae because me and my boyfriend went on vacation and we weren't officially together. Oh shit, so. I did that too. <laughs> but actually, though, both of our situations were different because it's not like I started talking to the nigga like two weeks and then we went on. Right, a, you knew like, him. Like, I years. knew this dude for actually years and was on and off with him for years. He was my bae. Not on paper, but he was bae. So. It ain't the same. Oh, I love how, I love how the, the response switched real quick. <laughs> Real quick, first of all, shut up. I do, I do remember listening to probably girls gonna eat where the this actually honestly this episode changed my life because I had an epiphany. (laughs) Not that laugh today. I'm just saying (laughs) that's just such a big claim. No, it really does. Sometimes, okay, I remember I had this epiphany. Tell us. I was on. This is a different epiphany, but two epiphanies from this podcast, (laughs) uh, which is why I keep listening. But when I was I was in Dubai and no, sorry, I was in India and I was the, the trip was like not at a ten because I was like distraught over this guy 
that, you know, broke things off with me, like, three months earlier. And I was really embarrassed by that because I was like, damn, he, I'm letting him, like, fuck up this trip. I'm really trying to have a good time. Who was Whatever. this? Who was this? This was um, the infamous, you know, black doctor that I talked about. Oh, yeah. and 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 from the outside looking in, I know it sounds crazy because we, we're only talking about like four months, but he really did like change a lot of my. He was like the one that I don't know, like it really. He hurt. shook you to your core. He shook. I don't. I was. It was unexpected. I don't know what was going on. It really like messed me up, like physically, mentally, all those things. Sometimes so you get shook. It was, it was it was like life changing, but for the better, I think, because after that, I, I kind of got smarter. But I was like distraught over this, and um, I was I was on a train in India, just vibing, and I was listening to this podcast, and the the girl was like, "Are you are you mad because it didn't work out? Or are you mad because it's your ego?" And just those words, I swear, when I heard it, I I, I like got out of it, and I was just like, "Now, nah, bitch." Is your ego? You hurt real bad. And literally, I'm not even joking. Like, I think two weeks later, I met like a new guy, and and that like kind of that experience changed, you know, my life for a different reason. But I don't know. It was just like these weird epiphanies. But I had another epiphany on the same podcast where she talked about the prom date versus the partner. And when I heard this episode, I just knew it was gonna it was gonna change my perspective on a lot of things, which I'm I'm actively have and did work on. But like being attracted to the person that can provide you with like the trips and you know all the fancy things really quickly and you know that intense connection and you're thinking like oh you know we get along so quickly we're vibing off the bat this is my boyfriend this is my partner x y and z but in reality that's like that's what you want in a prom date you want the hot guy as the prom date you want the one that's like fancy the good time for a good night but in terms of a partner it's not necessarily the same like sparks in a way like the partner is going to kind of like ease into that vacation ease into those things mm-hmm. so it's just something that i started to look at um and i feel like the universe is always testing me because i'm always drawn to like the most intense experience but that's not always like the best case scenario <laughs> mm-hmm. so i'm dialing it back for myself to be like let's you know ease into things like let's not always go for that prom date versus the partner yeah I completely agree. I think to the question, if someone is going hot and heavy early, it's it's kind of like love bombing. Maybe it's not 100 percent that, bombing, but yes. it's like you guys don't really know each other well to take those steps together. And it might seem like a good idea in the moment, but it's kind of like, are you even suggesting vacations with your best friends? No, I like you too much. Wait, what'd you say, Amari? I like them too much. I like them too much. (laughs) I think it depends on the situation, too. Because, like, where are you going on vacation? Are you going to, like, you know, you live in the city, you're going to upstate New York for a weekend. Yeah. And and Mm. you've been dating this guy for a month or two. I think that's That's fine. Yeah. But now if we're going to Paris after week two, you know, maybe there's, you know, some things we need to consider. So I think, like, go at your own space. Yeah. And I I also... Moving forward, because I was in a very long situation where I gave someone a lot of me and did not get what I needed in return, I think there's just going to be a certain level of stuff that I don't give you until you're my man. And I think that doing things like taking a trip together, although it's fun and seems glamorous and great, it's like, 
I think that's something that I want to do with my boyfriend. I don't want to be at this resort. Someone comes up to give me my pina colada and says like, oh, does your boyfriend want one too? And then I have to sit there like, ah, ah, inwardly, like, we haven't discussed that yet. Is he my boyfriend? Is he not my boyfriend? We haven't talked about that yet. Is he going to be weird about this? Should I call him my boyfriend? I'm going to be looking at you like, I don't want yeah. That. What? What's up? <laughs> okay. I don't I don't I wanna be sure. Like I don't I don't wanna go through that inward bullshit again. So Yeah, I feel you. There are just certain things that I only wanna do with Bay, not with I was at a comedy show and um this the comedian was like, How many couples do we have tonight? And I was awkward because I'm like mm, staring at this nigga like, You gonna clap? Cause I'm not clapping. <laughs> But he took a beat and then he clapped. But then we still weren't in a committed relationship, so I don't know. That's just a story to say that. (laughs) Yeah. So I don't know. And it also can be really weird when you're in a new thing where you haven't grown the balls yet to talk about what you are or you haven't even figured out what you want from the situation or what you are. And it can be awkward because y'all obviously coupled up, but you're still over here like, I don't know if I like the way his forehead looks. I'm having fun right now, but it's forehead, you know, so I don't know. I don't know. Good luck, we'll sister. <laughs> What's the main point? You can deal uh, with the forehead. You can't deal with cheating, though, so, you know, take your battles. Wow, that took a twist. <laughs> I know, plot twist. I'm just saying, you need to know, like, what's what's actually a non-negotiable, and I think the forehead might not be one. <laughs> I just well, don't. Yeah. Do Do you want kids with with a six head? I'm not no. fucking people with bad Dang. genes, so hold on. That's that's where I draw the line. <laughs> you don't even know that. if their genes been bad. If their genes are bad, if you haven't seen everybody, that's you're point. right. But I see you, and if you're fucking balding at 24, it's it's a route for you. That's not There's happening. Throwback. They're throwback genes. You ain't. <laughs> you're right. I don't know everything, but I know from when I look at you, and you balding and got so balding is a non-negotiable. Or- at 24? Some people look good bald. Just let them shave it off. Nah, you know? my guy. You not balding at 24. I'm sorry. <laughs> Kia doesn't like male pattern baldness. I, it's not that I like it. I'm just saying, like, what other genes are you getting at, like, in your 20s? Like, I think that's kind of odd. I feel like that's kind of it's common, like though. Like, I feel thing, like premature yeah. gray really? hair, premature gray hair, gray hairs, and, like, balding it I'm happens sorry. i'm sorry that's i think I it's line, more guys. i think it's a lot more regular the thing is is that nowadays there are supplements that you can take to help with that and i feel like a lot of men you see them tiktoks where people be like gluing weeds putting the lace and front on shaving that and i don't want it looks my, super good i don't want my kids to go through all that i'm trying to make y'all look good I know it's a superficial world. I didn't make it this way, but you know, you got to play yeah. when they get But I will participate. I will because you're not going to bully my kids. I will fucking kill you. Okay? I'm making them the best possible. It's rough because someone might think I have bad genes. Uh, I have very bad eyesight and hypertension runs in my family. So what am I passing down? Blindness. Yeah, what about the genes that we can't see? What about oh, the genes you can't see? That's fine. That doesn't matter because <laughs> so you're gonna have them pass on hypertension, Listen, like high cholesterol, have, diabetes, like, and you're like, but not the baldness. No, not because the baldness. my kids aren't gonna be making fun of those things. No one knows that. <laughs> but you know, if my kids are looking at other things, I'm just saying I like to I like to win games. I don't like to, I didn't make the game up. I'm just playing the game of life. 
And I know it's a superficial world out there, and I want y'all to have good jeans. So Kia you- can work with a big forehead, but not a receding hairline. Yeah, because Rihanna has a big forehead. That's true. Rihanna is Rihanna. Exactly. Tyra has a big forehead too. That's what I'm saying. You can work with a big. Are forehead. y'all? Are, I'm confused though. Are y'all? Are y'all dating Rihanna's and Tyra's, or y'all dating Tyrone's? I'm not dating uh, anyone below a eight. Yes. Okay, y'all. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. You can talk to us on social media at sufficientlyblk. Email us at sufficientlyblackpodcast at gmail.com with any questions or feedback. You can listen to us anywhere you get podcasts. And please don't forget to follow us so you don't miss an episode. Until next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.